Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. You're such a tool. Hey, don't be rude to our guest. <laughs> Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I am Mike. I'm Jeremy. And we are here welcoming... I'm Dan. Glad to be here. What up, man? How much? How you been? How y'all doing? He's, he's, he's one of the four people that comments on our tweets. <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh, we get some feedback on this one. Oh, nice. Yeah. The people I've, I've never heard from. That's awesome. I did not hear back from Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. You know, disappointing. He's very Very busy. He's got a new movie coming out. He's, you know, rubbing elbows with Hollywood. And he's got his ill-timed tour that's that's going on, you know. Is he on tour as well? Yeah, he is. I'll probably hear back from him like months from now. I'll be like, dude, you blew your chance to hang out with us. We'll just all, we'll just do this part two. We'll do the sequel and have him involved. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So obviously we're talking about Weird Al. Not really the first person to come to mind when we're talking about horror, but he does a great original. This is one of his originals. It's not a parody. Nature Trail to Hell off the album 3D. Weird Al in 3D. It's actually the first Weird Al album I own. It's a great take on 80s heavy metal, and he does it kind of deadpan. We actually talked about it with heavy metal over a six pack. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the two times we did that one episode. All right. So my next one is a little uh, off kilter here. I went with Nature Trail to Hell. Alfred Yankovic. So we're going to take the lyrics from that song and we're going to pitch a horror movie. Nice. So we're trying something do- new. We're going to kind of do this like, I don't want to say cuff. like Dungeons and Dragons, because we're going to have all the D&D nerds coming out at us like, it's not how you play. But we really don't know how to play. Dan and I were at, true. at Boy Scout camp. Hit or miss. At, yeah, yeah, hit or miss. It was <laughs> instead of dice, you like hit one finger. <laughs> and it was just raining. And they had no idea how to entertain a bunch of assholey kids. So like, let's just make up a game. So it's essentially what we're going to do, but we're going to use the the lyrics to kind of guide us on this nature trail of hell. Yeah. So coming this Christmas to a theater near you. So Christmas horror. Obviously, this is not a movie that the studio is banking on. So they put it to Christmas. So low budget. That's cool. That's cool. Low budget is nice. So what I proposed we all did was pick five main characters that we'd like to see in our movie and just kind of bullshit along. So I mean we just kind of do that anyway. I mean yeah. But usually we have some kind of structure. Yes, yes. Structure is something we need. Uh what did you guys think about the killer? In regards to as the song goes or our killers. Oh killers. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. So obviously I was thinking, leave it ambiguous until the end, have a bunch of people that you're like, oh, that could totally be the fucking killer. But I don't want to pull uh, Friday the 13th, obviously a great movie, stupid fucking ending. How could you know about Pamela Voorhees isn't a character until the end? I want want it to be someone that's in the movie that you're like, oh, damn. Now that I know, I should have seen it. Something like in in like pieces yes so like uh the movie club dread they do it beautifully everybody's an asshole everybody has a motive so everybody could be the killer and and that that's great Uh, what do you guys think about about my my costume you know cheap black mask black hoodie all black black well i think it's realistic that's how you'd have to go if you were a killer right yeah and see simple he he has another line later on uh, so bring the kids along. It's good, clean, family fun. What have you got to lose if you like the six o'clock news? 
So Scarface actually did this. They went through tons of police files and actual like cartel crimes to get an idea of the dirty shit the cartel would do. So I would like our special effects department to go through horrible crime scene footage to get an idea of the gore level that we're going to go. You know, like, you know, when you see someone die and you get that dread, you get that that oh fuck that's fucked up feeling and like you feel fucked up from it that's what that's what i want from the deaths in our movie jeremy you're looking at me like i'm crazy or something well i'm just trying to think of which time i saw somebody die that i felt that if you didn't feel that you could be the killer (laughs) so nature trail to hell i was thinking of maybe you have an urban legend around dan you'd mentioned who was a creepy guy in a cabin yeah, yeah, old loner guy in a yeah. cabin in the woods. So, so there's an, a legend around the creepy guy in the cabin, and they call him Diablo. To tie in with the hell theme. <laughs> it good. Yeah, so, yeah. so who are your characters, Jeremy? Okay, so I have uh, Scout Leader Cosgrove. Uh, does he have a first name? Doesn't need one. Doesn't need one. That's just... his title. He's a, he's a scout leader. He's uh he's been involved in the scouts for 22 years or so uh can tell you anything and everything to do about scouting but physically can do none of it but he'll tell you how to do it all right know it all Both. do nothing know it all do nothing yes absolutely okay i okay. know a few of those guys <laughs> <laughs> uh we have a head boy scout uh his name is stan flynn uh he is you know there for comic relief uh also a junior boxing champion Jesus Christ, you gave this guy a background. Junior boxing <laughs> champion head. He's a head scout. Ah, uh, yeah. He's like that older scout guy. So junior boxing champion. Sorry, what else did you say about the guy? No, that's it. He's there for comic relief kind of oh, thing. Oh, comic relief. No, that's important. So he he's the guy that's gonna have the great one-liners and, and whatnot. Exactly. Okay. Uh, we have, you know, every every camp has to have their groundskeeper. So I have groundskeeper Clint. He's very protective of, of the, the, the grass and stuff like that. Very, uh, very grumpy type person. Grumpy grass guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this is where I started to kind of like lose steam on, on people. But, you know, you got to have your, yeah, like, your great, your great three so far. <laughs> but, but, you know, eventually in these movies, you have to have your local law enforcement. Okay. Uh, so Very true. So I, I mean, I didn't give him like a title or or or, or rank or anything, but we're just gonna call him maybe uh, uh, Sergeant Stroman. Stroman. <laughs> there's 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 a method to all of this. I'm sure there is. Uh, it, Stroman is that like the sausage guy from Chicago? Abe. Abe. Abe oh no, it's Abe Froman. That's Abe, Abe Froman. Froman. Okay. So Sergeant yes, yes, yes. Stroman, does he have any backstory? You just give uh, him a name. No, he's and just not a even a title. <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing for him. Okay. Sergeant Stroman. And I'm then, putting down cop. There you go. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, I had to come up with like a female. So we're going to go with uh, Stan's love interest, Kate. So I'm not quite sure if she's a final girl type person yet or not. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll kind of remain that to be seen. Yeah, I figure... They're all final girls until the finale. They're not. Yeah, yeah, until they die. <laughs> it's like, oh, so love interest Kate. Yeah, let's go with that. Any any other facts we should know about Kate? She uh, She's crafty. She's crafty. I like that. Uh, Beastie Boys reference. And she gets <laughs> around. I meant actually in the crafty way. Oh, sure you did. Okay. Um, I'm guessing she's a big boobed brunette. We'll go that way. Yes. <laughs> This is for research. <laughs> Big boobies. Brunette. Okay. What you got, Dan? Okay. Well, I'm going to have to play the backstories, but I got, we'll go with the bullies. I got a couple bullies in mind. We got two bullies. We have, we can lump them all together because they're kind of one character. I got Spike, Bones, and Jonathan. Spike, Bones. Bones and Jonathan? Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of keeping it light, you know? But I was also no, keeping I, it... I like it because, you know, it's like, I'm Spikes. <laughs> I'm Bones. Hi, I'm Jonathan. 
exactly. See, That's exactly see, what I'm see, he's for. he's new to the group, so he hasn't quite got his nickname yet. You got to earn your nickname, like Spike. Bones. You definitely don't want to know how Bones got his name. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was a night. So these three are just a typical. Like I went with what I was thinking was complete eighties, everything for my story. So they're leather jackets, they're top, they're into getting cigarettes and beer and just living oh, so like. So you got the guy that's got the cigarette pack up in his yeah, sleeve. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I'm glad you brought up the eighties thing. Obviously, eighties was a heyday of camp horror. Are we setting this in? now times or are we setting this back in the 80s let's lead it to a vote what do you say 80s i go 80s because yeah that, i mean why not i mean go with the theme okay 80s all right way that easier is. to explain why no one has cell service yep <laughs> <laughs> that that's my what i like for a slasher film is 80 slasher films so that's what i was thinking we have short shorts and big bushes you got it <laughs> and uh for my Boy Scouts, I went with Dave. He would be, he was my number one. He was like the main character, all-American type kid. And then I got Ken, who was just Dave's best friend, he would always tag along, doing whatever Dave wanted to do. Okay. And I like it. Now we have to, they're not Boy Scouts. They're Cub Scouts. Oh, yes, they're, they're Cubs. Well, what's the age for Cub Scouts? <laughs> it's like up to like... Uh, I remember when, we right, started, right? When, when I started scouting, I was a Weeblo. <laughs> it's an unfortunate name for a scout. <laughs> I do remember those days. Like, you're, you're, you're nerdy enough to be a scout, but now you're going to be called a Weeblo? <laughs> I, I want to say Cub Scouts goes up to like 11 or 12. Okay, so that, that's perfect. Or 11 or 12 works yeah yeah okay so we'll go with that so my list of characters we have heidi quigley she is a counselor she's the counselor that we're all going to be like uh, all the the little cub scouts are pining over her and all the other counselors are trying to hang out with her. she's also the daughter of the guy that owns the camp who I would love to be played by Zach Galligan. Zach Galligan. I kind of went crazy and I was like, who would I want cast in this part? I picked Samara Weaving to be played playing uh, Heidi Quigley. Yes, I didn't think about cast members. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd nerd it out. Uh, so for my next one, Chad Pricksmith. <laughs> he's I also, like he's a, also a counselor. <laughs> he's, you know, he's the alpha counselor that all the Cub Scouts hate, and he's definitely trying to get with Heidi. Then I have a cool, nerdy Cub Scout named Billy Briggs. Billy Briggs. Uh, we have the gun nut archery slash BB gun trainer. So, like when you know when you go to you know do archery or shoot BB guns, this is the guy. His name is Daryl Herring. He's also a Vietnam vet. Very gritty, kind of an asshole. It's a little short temper. They used to call him Red. Daryl Herring. Red Herring. Okay. Got it. Do you? My, I do. My next one. Henry Rhodes. This is Heidi's ex. He's not a counselor. He shouldn't be at the camp, but for some reason, he keeps showing up. He's kind of a dick. Bad boy. Those are my five picks, and I figure the five picks that aren't necessarily mine, they could be all of ours. So I said that Heidi was the camp owner's daughter. So Dick Quigley, he's the guy that owns the camp. He's uh, thinking about this being the last season because some developers want to turn part of the lake into a resort. Uh, El Diablo, obviously, is going to be the... Working title for the killer, Flo Dunhill. She's the mumbling bus driver that will be bringing all of our scouts to the camp. And we'll get to that very shortly. I thought about bringing in a lunch lady also. I, I did as well. Um, or a nurse. And, I, and for some reason, I was thinking of Salma Hayek being the nurse and everyone <laughs> like faking injuries. 
<laughs> like, I think I broke my leg. No, higher up the leg is where the break is. No, higher up the leg. (laughs) Misty Roberts is also a counselor. She's the promiscuous counselor. And another nerd Cub Scout, we'll call him Ray Hudson. Is that a mix of Ray Liotta and Ernie Hudson? Damn, we have a winner. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of my names are takes on on things like Flo Dunhill. I I forget where I got Flo from, but Dunhill is just a brand of nasty cigarettes. And I I just picture the bus driver like, hey, kid, get on the take down, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's like like the the was it is it like Miss like Crabtree in uh, South Park? Is that what is that what her name is? Oh, oh my like God, the- yes. But I, oh, Flo. I literally had a bus driver named Flo. That's where it came from. All right, so before we get into this episode, even though we've already been talking for like 20 minutes, I like to have a tie-in recipe. Uh, Jeremy, what are you drinking? Uh, It's just whiskey. I was going to put it in a flask, as one would probably do in the woods, but I couldn't find a flask, so. I have flasks everywhere there's that giant flask over there i've got one with my name on it you you could have borrowed a flask bro okay well it's just in a glass so i figured i'd just go with cheap beer because you think camping cheap beer because you got like a bunch of them in a backpack you couldn't pull off the natty ice or call or keystone cheap not disgusting what do you got dan i I have a little worm town going on oh nice be hoppy i love that yep yep okay so because this is a Weird Al episode, and I figured we'd never, ever get another chance to do this. Oh, God, I'm probably going to regret this. I am doing a Twinkie win- Twinky <laughs> Wiener Sandwich, <laughs> which he had in uh, UHF. And Dan and I actually made yes. these after we watched that movie, and I remember liking it. I, I would do that. I remember those. I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably but, still do it. And how are they now? <laughs> It's a lot of flavors together. Because <laughs> I remember liking it too, but I don't know that that would hold true today. I don't know we were the best judges of anything back then. Anything we liked, any person we liked, if they did something, we would have liked it. We would have yeah. done it. So We were all hopped up on Jolt Soda and Benson and Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Benson and Hedges. See, Menthols. I was, more, I was more of a surge kind of guy. Mm. <laughs> I know those. It was just like a jacked up well, mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't finish this. Oh 12-year-old me is not a fan of me now. <laughs> I thought it would make it one to go with you, but I thought better of it. That was smart. <laughs> okay. Twinkies, hot dogs, and beer. Adios meal. Oh, we can't forget the 3D gimmick. There oh, is yeah. a big 3D gimmick in this movie. It's nature child to hell in 3D. So, uh, obviously, we'll be throwing in little 3D gags throughout the movie. So, to keep it interesting, while we're talking, I'm going to have these little curveballs. I'm throwing them in a hat. So, every so often, whatever it says, we got to do. Example, kill one of Jeremy's characters. That, I mean, sure. It is one of all of our names in there. Just picking you as an example. So, for example, Sergeant Stroman gets get shot or something i don't know holy crap there's i did a lot of these how long are we gonna be talking i'll start us off i'll just get the setting going and we can go from there there's no structure to this at all for y'all pulling at home so shot of the full moon over a shack or a cabin lightning and thunder in the distance a tree cracks in half there are flames you hear coyotes howling someone is filling a duffel bag and preparing weapons title credits with thunder you know like nature fell by hell now this is some odd days earlier i say some odd days because i have no idea how long we're going to be at the camp before people start dying are we going to be hanging out a day two days probably not more than that i mean usually these happen over a weekend yeah a weekend's pretty solid yeah, so it's usually like the first night's pretty calm, you know, and it's like the next day is when shit starts happening. Yeah, so maybe they show up on a Friday and then Saturday shit hits the fan. 
or south. Exterior, Cunningham's Bar. All right. At the bar, a group of young 20-somethings are laughing as an outsider approaches. So there's just some random asshole at the bar. We'll call him Mike. <laughs> so Mike comes up, and he sees a pretty young blonde named Heidi Quigley. And he offers to buy her a drink. And right away, Chad Pricksmith comes in Chad and Pricksmith. tries to <laughs> cock block It's like the, great, it's like the greatest name ever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, we were just having a conversation. Maybe you can have an opinion on this. So Rob Psycho has a new movie coming out where he, I don't know, let's say Rob Psycho is remaking. What's a movie you can't remake? That you can't remake? Yeah, that you shouldn't remake. Like The Exorcist. Let's just fuck it. The Exorcist. Yeah, the Exorcist. There you go. Rob Psycho that? is remaking The Exorcist. What are, you, what are your thoughts on it? We were just discussing this and Mike's like, well, you know, I'll definitely check it out. Rob Psycho, you know, he's got some good, good tunes. Um, yeah, I can't can't have an opinion before I see it. I'm not one of those assholes that just likes to complain before it even comes out. Obviously, Chad is a little taken aback because he didn't expect this guy to come up with an answer. Heidi thinks it's funny, so Mike asks Heidi what she thinks. And she's like, well, I don't like horror movies at all. Oh, Oh, Heidi. No, she's like, she's a good girl. You know, she just likes her little rom-coms. So Mike asks if he can buy her a drink. This turns into him buying a round for everybody in the counselor circle. They all start drinking, laughing. And in walks Henry Rhodes, Heidi's ex. And he starts a fight. Because no greater story starts with a fight at a bar. A great way to start a movie is by introducing a bunch of characters at once. And I thought The Godfather probably has the best introduction to characters. They're at a wedding. So you get to meet the whole family, which is what the whole movie's about. So we're hanging out with a bunch of 20-year-olds, so we're at a bar. And you get to meet a bunch of the characters right away and see where they are, where their standings are. So obviously Heidi is this good girl that everyone's trying to hang out with. Even some random asshole that has nothing to do with the movie. He just shows up out of the crowd. And then randomly her ex-boyfriend comes in. Is it the whole fight starts because of that? Next scene, we're on the bus to camp, bunch of nerdy younger Cub Scouts and some older bully Cub Scouts. And this is where Dan's gonna take over. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking over. They're on the bus. We're on the bus. Okay. Yeah, they're on the bus and they're on the way to camp. And uh, I'm going to say the bullies all start picking on the other counselors. Spike, Bones, and Jonathan. <laughs> are... <laughs> Jonathan's got to be the leader, right? He's like the worst he's, of them. We'll, we'll he's, he's, bullying, he's bullying trading. It's like, I don't even need a fucking nickname. You guys need nicknames because your names suck. I'm Jonathan. I'm the John. <laughs> they'll they'll all be picking on the other uh, campers and and say uh, all the counselors. I'm assuming are on this bus, right? Uh, the counselors might already be at the camp. Okay, this, so we just got. So this might just bus. be flows, just like ah, you fucking kids, we're heading to the camp. Let's uh, <laughs> everybody shut up, sit down. Can and you put on? Can you put on jamming? <laughs> We want to listen to Jamit. No, we only listen to the oldies. Hey, this was this was the '80s, so it was still ZOU at this point. So come on. Yeah, they listen to the Walkman and. Can we listen to Kiss One Hundred Eight? Was Kiss One Hundred Eight back then? Yeah, Kiss One Hundred Eight was. All right, let's listen to Kiss One Hundred Eight. No, we only listen to the oldies. I want to listen to. What was on the oldies? Herman's the Hermits. What? Yeah, fucking the oldies. Frankie, Frankie Valley. <laughs> I I like Frankie Valley because. He still gets me wet and I'm drier than the Sahara. That's a, a little too much information. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all too young to know about that. This movie is taking a turn. <laughs> Let's pretend Flo said that in her head. And none of us had to hear it. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. It's just the Cub Scouts. They picked them up. They picked them up in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. parents dropped them off and, and they're headed to the camp. Okay. And uh, Spike, Bones, and Jonathan are all Cub Scouts, we're assuming, too. So they're, they're going on their way to camp, and uh, Spike, Bones, and Jonathan are trying to pick on the other Cub Scouts 
being typical 80s, leather jacket, cigarettes rolled on their sleeves, bullies. So the younger nerds, they're like actually in their Cub Scout. Yeah, you know, with from, the handkerchief. The, the handkerchief, like with the slide thing. Yeah, that little metal piece. What what troop were we? I, I, I always forget. This. I think it's like 210 or 204. Maybe for this, right? maybe this is troop 666. Well, naturally, for this is movie, that two on the nose? <laughs> we, might yeah, as well maybe. Just, we might as well just lean in. <laughs> so we don't have any troop leaders on the bus. So they, they're on the bus and these younger scouts are getting uh, harassed. Hey, Dave. <laughs> huh? Your mom pack your lunch. She's right. Yeah, no. Yeah, queer. <laughs> Why are you being so mean to me? This. How about so while they're while they're up there, and Flo is yelling at them to shut up so she can listen to Frankie Valley, and she mentions you guys hear about about the the legend of Diablo, and then Jonathan perks right up. He's like, "Yeah, hey, have you kids heard about the serial killer around the lake?" And I know you know the whole story, Dan. Yeah, because I, I got an old loner living in the woods alone. Obviously, loner. Yeah. And, and some bullies. Loner. And one night, some bullies had burnt and snuck off to drink in the woods and they stumbled across his cabin and they were drinking in there and doing all kinds of nonsense or whatever. And one thing led to another and they burned the place down. And as they're leaving, the old loner sees them leaving. And he tracked them down and murdered them in the woods. Nice. So maybe Jonathan relays that urban legend to the kids to try to okay. freak them out. And to take it even one step further, he'll be like, and he always wears a hockey mask around the camp. And then we can have like one of the kids be like, uh, hey, asshole, you just described the plot of the burning and Friday the 13th. <laughs> and then, no. And then Flo will be like, that really happened. I was there. I I quit smoking on that day. <laughs> I mean, I picked it up again, but on that day, I quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so we're now we're at camp. Let's arrive at camp, Jeremy. Okay, we need a, we need a good name for the camp because cool water, cool water sounds cool, but it just doesn't have a edge okay so so basically what i'm trying to so while each of you are kind of going i'm just kind of taking notes as to like where i think like i'm going to go next okay perfect so we're at the camp you know they're 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 starting to fire so scout leader cosgrove is showing head camp counselor stan how to start a fire you know he's telling him how to do it and of course you know stan is the comic relief so he you know he's he's just doing it all wrong so you know he's He's telling them, no, you got to get, you know, you got the kindling underneath the wood. You need to do all this stuff. You got to put, you know, the wind comes this way. You got to watch out for this. Have and... you ever started a fire, Jeremy? No, I don't well, guess, but I'm just. <laughs> no. I'm just telling you what, this you know, is the story. You know, okay? if you're at camp, you don't just like turn on your fire. This is true. I'm very aware. Okay. I was a terrible Boy Scout, just so you know. So anyway, so while they're going through this. Stan's love interest, Kate, is also giving her two cents on how to start a fire. And he's just like, you know what? You can both fucking do this. It's like, just, I'm kind of done with this. A little bit sets the grass on fire. And this is where we meet uh, Clint. Clint. (laughs) You burned my fucking grass. Well, he's very uptight about his grass. Oh, my God. You know, it's good. It's got to be good. I love this grass. (laughs) He spends hours fertilizing and, you know, making sure everything is is, is perfect. But yeah, bus shows up. And then, uh, you know, we the, the counselors start to meet 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 the kids as the bus drops them off and hightails it out of it. Boom. First curveball. 3D move. <laughs> okay, so do I have to come up with a 3D move? Yes. Okay. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. Yeah, that's the uh, point of the curveball. I understand. Uh, what's what's a good? Mm, fuck my life. <laughs> this is not a very good scene for a 3D thing. Not, not a lot of 3D gimmicks are great. How about uh, comic relief guy? What's his name? Stan. Stan. Stan, Stan Flynn. Stan throws a log on, and sparks just fly up out the camera. A lot of embers. There we go. That could be cool. That that, that could be. 
All right. So now we know everybody. We haven't met the cop. Right. But there's been no, there's no reason for the cop to show up yet. I mean, you could do a cutaway to the scene to the police station and the cop for some reason just to establish him as a character. You see that in a lot of movies, you know? Right. Uh, and you know, uh, Camp Coolwater's opening tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to send one of you pricks down there, but I don't trust any of you fuckers. He takes <laughs> he takes his flask out of the top drawer, takes a big swig, and he's like, I want something done, you gotta do it yourself. For no, no. reason. And there we have Sergeant Strowman. See, the see, sausage he... king of Lake Lake Wopanan. No act. See, he he would be more of like a. Let me tell you all of the reasons that I would not go out to this place, like ever, if the place was burning down. Kind of, kind of, kind of person. I heard there's a nasty cigarette smoking lady that drives a bus, and she is a drunk. I wouldn't go within a mile of that. Place. We're on to Act Two, which, as everybody knows, so Act One is the setup. Act Two is the problem. What's the problem? Well, people are going to start dying, so we have to show some conflict. All right, so let's start Act Two up at the BB gun range. So Daryl Herring is giving a demonstration on how to load a BB gun, and he turns around, and all the targets. What's something that's offensive, but not too offensive? Because I don't want them to just be random targets. I want them to be like a person's face. Like they're all Biden. You know, like they're, they're all Biden. And, and he's like, all right, kids, let's go, Brandon. And he, and he just, like, he just na- dude, he just nails Biden's eyes out. And like you can hear someone else like, I told you to use regular targets. Shut up. <laughs> and then he, he shows it to the, you know the first kid and then all the kids start loading the BBs and they, they start shooting and he's talking about oh, shit he shouldn't be talking about with kids really how he wishes they could use real guns because BB guns are for pussies the goddamn liberals <laughs> I mean damn liberals making us use BB guns <laughs> he's got a don't tread on me tattoo I mean I <laughs> I mean, I used real guns at Boy Scout camp. Wait, for real? Yeah. We just used BBs. I mean, did, granted, we're much. Did they even have BBs? Yeah, we had oh. BB guns and we and we did we did archery. Archery we had those arrows, yeah. was yeah. really fun. So yeah. so the same yeah. guy will bring them down to the archery range and he says, yeah. Okay, now when I'm hunting, I prefer to use a bow and arrow because it's much cleaner kill. Which <laughs> I, I've got a hunting friend and he, he says the same thing. I don't know how fucking true that is. My wife's cousin, like he he only bow hunts. Is it a cleaner kill? Because I've heard this guy say that he missed the deer's heart and he had to like go up to it and finish it off. Like, I mean, you miss the mark, you miss the mark, no matter what weapon you're using. Yeah, yeah bullets or arrows, it's you miss, you miss. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, we get a sense of this guy's pretty sketchy and he loves weapons. He probably like is sitting there watching the kids shoot the bows and arrows. It's like making fun of them a little bit as like, you know, one arrow shoots off into the woods. And he's like, I hope you didn't kill Bambi with that one. You fucking idiot. And he like takes out a huge knife and he starts like slicing an orange with it, you know, and he's like (laughs) eating the orange slices off the knife. Like, (laughs) as he's, Teaching the kids, should we have a counselor come and have some kind of conflict with him? Yes. To show that there's a so who who do you want to have a conflict with him? Uh, let's see. We could uh, Chad Pricksmith is a, a good good one. Uh, He's gonna have a conflict with every person here, though, right? Chad. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Chad. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, name name in general. I was about to say his name is Pricksmith. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's gonna be a prick. Or Cosgrove. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Well, I mean, he, he's the authority figure. Okay, so Cosgrove, Cosgrove comes up to talk to Herring. So he, so he comes up and he's going to say something along the lines of, "Look, I get what you're doing, but you know, these are just kids. You know, you, you're you're going a little too far. You can't you can't talk about you know politics and Brandon and Biden. And you know, they don't know. Like you can't you can't you can't do that. They should know." You're never too young to not be stupid. Well, so 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 now the, what what you're doing 
is you're 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 training you're what? To- you're stuttering you <laughs> fucking liberal <laughs> we need to make america great again <laughs> but the problem so i you know what though i, I make summer by- camp horror great again i live by the 80 20 percent rule 80 percent of the time you do what you want to do 20 percent of the time i don't give a shit what you do this falls in the 80 percent. you can't do this with the kids fine thank can you can we still light up the firecrackers when we're done that can fall into 20 percent. okay because i bought a bunch <laughs> from south of the border and let me tell you i cheaped out and bought the cheap shit so i don't know what's gonna work what's gonna be a dud <laughs> or what will blow my other hand off oh he's got one hand oh no it's just mangled oh okay like so a- he's like he's like chris elliott in scary movie too no, but he's it, it's a full potato. hand. It's just like eh. it's it's like a burnt spider. You know what I mean? Oh, gotcha. Although all the legs are kind of crumpled in. <laughs> Gratuitous nudity. Well, as always, after this conflict, we have to lighten the mood a little bit, so we skip to the showers. And as always, they're just walls, like little like cubicles of showers so we, we just the camera pans across a bunch of asses and the women are all joking and talking about how hot that guy was from the bar last night that Heidi was talking to Mike wow that guy Mike is so fucking cool and you know they're all jiggling around and uh, we can continue to the next scene that was gratuitous enough so Dan take us off where are we going well I think the next scene needs to be a kill we need to get into the action at some point, right? Yes. Okay, so for my first death of the movie, I'm going to nominate Billy Briggs. No! I don't... <laughs> you can't <laughs> kill one of my main characters. Okay, well, who well, who should be... It's just so random. Just pick a random. He randomly picked him. You can't well, pick one of my main characters. These are the people that die at the end of the movie. Okay. Well, so, all right, well, so it's fair Billy Briggs. But he who, hacks who up two or three in every scene. So there's just a bunch of randos. I mean, we could kill some Boy Scouts. I mean, I got Boy Scouts here. We got Dave and Ken. Just no, you don't have to pick one that's named. Just pick Boy Scout number 23. Well, okay, he's off, in, he's off into the woods. Okay. He's, he's so, finding kindling. We got two two Boy Scouts. They're out there and they're uh, they're getting ready to launch a canoe. How about that? Okay. They're out okay. there alone and they're getting ready to launch a canoe. And what, what's our rock killer's name? Are we going with it? We're just calling him Diablo for now. Diablo. Okay, that's what I thought. So the uh, two cops are getting ready to launch a canoe and they're they're pushing it to the water. They're doing the best they can and they they notice something's wrong. They can't put their finger on it, but they notice something's wrong. They hear something in the background behind a tree or in a bush or something, and they go to investigate it because Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, they, they need to know it could be a hurt animal or something. And, okay. And we're going to have... Get a stretcher! The squirrel needs help! <laughs> well, yeah, Cub Scouts, they're always looking at you know, little do-gooders. Diablo pops out with, I'm going to say a machete, but... Or is that too much on the nose? Uh, well, he, he's, got a, he's, got a, he's got a hatchet. Because at one point it says, the, see that bloody hatchet coming right at you. So I think his main weapon is All a right. hatchet. So we're going to keep him with a hatchet. So he jumps out of that bush and he's got a hatchet. And, and just like the song says, he butchers up a few in every scene. So those two Boy Scouts are down for the count now. Whew. Two Boy Scouts right away. And does, right he shove, well, does he shove them in the canoe and push the canoe? So yeah, like, I like that. La- I like later that. on, the canoe will like Wait, come ashore somewhere. Ashore, like, someone oh, finds them all. Dismember Cub Scouts. <laughs> this is a bunch of pieces. Wow. Yep, yep. Well, this movie got dark very quickly. Well, it's a movie about killing Cub Scouts. So it's going to get pretty dark. It's going to get pretty dark. <laughs> I love they, how you they, try they to say, kill Billy Briggs right away. Well, Briggs is I'm picking a name from my notes here. I don't know. Um, so Billy Briggs lives on. Just two Cub Scouts die. <laughs> There's going to be multiple Cub Scouts dying. Because two well, or three get hacked up like, in every scene. Apparently. In every scene. And so far, the movie's been cold for 45 minutes and two have died. <laughs> I think we're uh, slacking in the killing of the Cub Scouts. We're making this a serious thing. 
there will be multiple deaths. Don't worry, we'll get to them. But we gotta build the tension first. So speaking of building tension, one of Dan's characters dies. Hashtag R.I.P. Okay. And I get do I I get to pick this or? Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. Well. Well, then I guess we're gonna kill uh, Jonathan. Can't die. I'm gonna go with uh, my two named Cub Scouts, Dave and Ken. I'll throw in two of my characters. You're going to kill two? You only have to pick one, you know. Well, we have a lot of characters to kill here. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, Dave and Ken are off looking for kindling for the fire. Well, naturally, they need... That fire was getting started. It was 11 o'clock, and we need more because we're going to have a fire into the night, right? They're out there looking for uh, firewood, and it's, it's too soon for them to find the canoe. So no, no, the canoe won't get. Yeah, no, that's gonna be much later. Once people start finding bodies, that's yeah, that's like yeah, act yeah. three. So the, the bodies all have to be killed separate from everyone. So that's why they're out in the woods finding kindling. And like we'll just assume that they dicked off somewhere. So they're looking for kindling. So let's light them on fire. I like that. Yeah, and, it's not and, very uh, subtle. It yeah, seems well, like can... something people would notice. But let's say they're far yeah. enough away that that uh, it's uh, not assuming. Enough. Old old uh, Diablo roasts them over a fire like they're hot dogs or marshmallows, like Cub Scouts would do. Right over a spit. Yep, exactly. Well, those two are. Oh my God! Can you imagine list? the screams of two little prick ass <laughs> kids. <It's> like, <laughs> well, they're not screaming anymore. Wow. So this guy is getting around. I wasn't expecting a kill right away. Like right wow. after a kill. Four people died. This is a slasher 80s movie, right? I was about to say, I mean, there, there's, I've got, I've seen so many movies where they, you know, like one after another, after another, you know, it's pretty, you know, scene after scene is pretty quick. Okay. So we, now we need a light scene. We can go to some more gratuitous tit shots if you want. You know? I mean, but... yes. <laughs> All right. So flash to the showers. <laughs> they can't still be in the shower. To, that's a long shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, how, how about this? So this is uh, the mess hall. We're, we're, we're at the mess hall. So this is a good excuse to have um, the head counselor guy, which is uh, Cosgrove. Well, he well he's the scout leader. The head counselor guy is Stan. So he, he's like the older. Oh, no, no, no. We, we need the leader. Oh, the leader. Okay. So Cosgrove will be giving his little speech while everyone's waiting to eat. You get okay, to so see all the little different tables. You know, counselors are sitting with counselors. You have all the nerdy Cub Scouts. And I say nerdy, but I don't mean nerdy. I just mean like the younger Cub Scouts. And then you have there the you bully go. Cub Scouts who, for some reason, aren't wearing Cub Scout uniforms. They all have leather jackets and it's fucking blistering hot summer. That's cool. They, you know, you do you guys. So they're sitting with themselves. Maybe they're throwing some food at the younger guys just to show the, the tension building. You have Chad Pricksmith relentlessly hitting on Heidi. Heidi obviously is not having it. And Misty Roberts, let's give an appearance of Misty Roberts. Maybe she's going up to demonstrate wearing a life jacket because they're going to go boating after lunch. So I kind of see this as like the pre-flight instruction thing, you know, where you have like, the oh, this is how you fill up your, you know, your this cushion under your ass is also a flotation device. But everyone has to know how to put on a life jacket. But her life jacket doesn't exactly fit right, if you know what I mean. And it's very entertaining to all the Cub Scouts and to the viewer at home. I'm seeing she has big boobs and the thing is too tight. <laughs> and it's very awkward as Cosgrove is trying to help her with it. Yeah, so... As uh, try see also trying to stay... Composed, yeah. See, so the way I see this, as you know, big wooden mess hall structure type thing, as Scout Leader Cosgrove gets up and welcomes everybody to another fun weekend of camp. I mean, technically, are they going to be there for like a week or so? But I at mean, least, this... yeah. I mean, this is this is sleepover camp. Okay. So, so like later, later they're going to learn how to pitch tents because they're going to have to. I imagine after lunch they'll go. I guess what are you supposed to wait thirty minutes after swimming? So maybe after lunch, they'll go pitch their tents and everyone will have like partners or whatever to uh, have a tent mate with or whatever. And then they'll go swimming and boating and whatnot. Right. So Cosgrove is he's up at the front. He's just saying, welcome, everybody. It's going to be a great week. We're going to learn 
all these things. We're going to learn archery and we're going to learn. We already learned archery. Weren't you there for that scene? It's a week long thing. You're going to learn more of it. Okay. (laughs) And you're probably going to learn more Republicanism and (laughs) (laughs) Republicanism. You know what? We're going to learn to swim. We're going to boat. We're going to sail. We're going to do all these things. But just in case, if you're going to go sailing, you need to learn how to put on a life vest. So, Misty, why don't you show us how to put on a life vest? (laughs) Am I Misty? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Oh, sure, Mr. Cosgrove. Um, Is this a medium? I probably should use a medium. Oh, Oh, the sad thing is... (laughs) The sad thing is, is I'm visioning this person and it's just hilarious. All right. So Weird Al cameo. So let's say the guy serving, serving the food. Oh, he's got Weird, be a Al, Weird Al's a food guy. Obviously he's got a food album and, and whatnot. Here's a bowl full of sauerkraut every single morning. <laughs> just eat it. <laughs> just eat it. There's a thousand jokes we could make with that one. He's uh, like so he, he's gonna be like the lunch lady. So he's yeah okay. He's he would make kids, a fun, he would make the... a fun lunch lady He'd lunch, a f- lunch yeah. guy. That that Absolutely. would be hilarious. It would be because obviously he has to be in the movie. Well yeah wow okay so lunch this is, is wrapping up now we're going to pitch our tents. Ooh that's not a perverted thing that we're gonna literally pitch tents here. Not a euphemism for a boner. So Misty has nothing to do with this part. Hello. I mean, she could help. That would be funny. One of the kids is like, Misty, could you help me pinch? pinch. pinch. Misty, can could you, you help pinch me? My tent? <laughs> Don't you... pinch anything, Misty. Can you p- help me pitch my tent? And all the other kids, like, kids blushing. He's bright red. Everyone's laughing. They're like, oh, he dared me to say it. He dared me to say it. Well, right there. There's your scene. There it is. Tent, tents are going up. How about the bullies have a hard time putting their tent up? Well, yeah, because bullies don't know how to do this stuff. And they're fighting amongst each other. Jonathan, he ain't doing shit. He's just, come on, put up the tent. What's wrong with you? And the other kids are like arguing too much. They're working against each other. Spike and Bones are fighting. And Jonathan's telling them, knock it off, you two. Get that tent put up. Dave and Ken are dead, right? We burned them alive? Yes, uh, they're burnt alive. Yes, yeah, gone. gone. Okay, so we have Ray Hudson. And Billy Briggs, they're the first ones with the tent up. Yay! So, so, so they advanced scouts? No, they just they worked together. They read the directions and they put up a tent. So they get a ride in a motorboat. And that's the prize, riding the motorboat. Or they're in the motorboat. So obviously we're we're gonna go on. So is Misty involved in this? <laughs> hey. <laughs> sure, we'll have Misty and Misty in there. Yeah. So some kids get stuck in canoes. Some kids get the rafts, you get the paddle boards, you know, where you got to like, it's like a bike, but on the boat, some kids just have to swim and our two cool Cub Scouts get to go on the motorboat ride. And that's when they get to see across the lake cheerleaders as far as the eye can see. It's a land of milk and honey. Over there. How, how, how far can the eye see? Uh, they can see the milk and honey. <laughs> No, this is this is actually a fun a fun thing because back when we went to Boy Scout camp or Cub Scout camp, whatever the hell it was, yeah. there was supposedly the Girl Scout camp across the lake. We never saw it, heard it, or anything, but it was always like it, it was there. Right there. It was there. Yeah. I swear, the one legend. day we'll steal a boat. <laughs> We're gonna go over there and do nothing. <laughs> because what are you gonna do? You just show up on shore and be like. Plant your flag in the beach and be like, you're all ours. <laughs> yep. All right. So we see the cheerleaders. Obviously, little light bulbs go off in our little Cub Scout heads. And as the motorboat makes it away around the lake, you see a figure standing just in the distance in all black, just out of sight. So not as far as the eye can see. So a little beyond that. End of episode one. We need a cliffhanger. Well, I think at this point, maybe maybe the canoe full of body parts should float up. And that's where they discover that. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so as our our scouts are like going around in the motorboat, yeah. One of like the two that get like 
relegated to the canoe. They pull it up. Like they don't even look, but one of them like gets in. Is it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Freak out, and that's where we'll leave off for the first part of this awesome nature trail to hell series. Hit us up at fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com if you want to give us any suggestions for anything. Maybe who you want to see dead next. I can think of a few people. Am I one of them? Aren't you still at the bar? He didn't say no. <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> wow. Follow us at fans of the dead one on Twitter. Uh, we are on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, uh, our Facebook, Fans of the Dead, and our website, fansofthedead.com. You can check out all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, uh, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network at prescribedfilms.com. Fill your ear holes with audio joy. Do that. Hey, we always <laughs> are filling people's ear holes with audio joy, let me tell you. It doesn't sound as cool when I say it as when the... Uh, the chick says the it. lady <laughs> says it it's, it sounds a little nicer it's like you could do a fill your ear holes with audio joy yeah <laughs> that doesn't make I me like want to do it open up that ear hole yeah eargasm <laughs> uh, well thanks Dan for uh, hanging out with us we'll see you again absolutely. next week absolutely as always have fun be safe peace listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening